right, so let's make it plain. Welcome back to the Make It Plain Wayne podcast, Elevated Friendship. How do you feel about all this going on? Now, I'm going to tell you how I feel, but how do you feel? Let's make it plain. Yes, 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 yes. And as promised, um, (laughs) I am back and I want to talk about a few things today. Um, I want to talk about the boys. Um, This show is wholeheartedly taking DC into a place that I never thought they could take it before with the costumes, with the characters. And uh, from what I remember, at some point, the characters were created to be uh, somewhat of a mirror image of, you know, what what we see in the Justice League. But when you enter Vought into the you know picture, and uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, uh, Gus Fring, Poyos Hermanos, um, it becomes an intensely better story. Uh, so I also want to talk about, um, you know, Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey. I want to talk about that relationship a little bit and how invested people are in it. And then I also want to come to, you know, our NCAA national championships um, and talk about these women. Um, And and we're going to talk about Jasmine Camacho Quinn as well, our uh, uh, University of Kentucky and Puerto Rican uh, uh, Olympian um, gold medal winner. I want to talk about uh, Abby Steiner. I want to talk about Shakari Richardson and... Oh, my God. Just an amazing LSU dominance. Because um, I, be- I believe I thought Sha'Carri was at LSU before she came over to um, USC. So I could be wrong. But I know Carmelita Jeter is there now at, at, at USC. So, you know, we'll see. But, hey, l- let's break it down. Let's Let's go in depth here. All right, so the boys, <laughs> Temp V, um, Soldier Boy, and uh, Homelander. So, and and I, I I don't know how to say this without saying it as, as cleanly and, and as clear as this. Um, DC, Sony, y- y'all need to stop, okay. Um, to, to all of you DC fans that love the Justice League, you love Superman, you love Batman, you love Wonder Woman, you love Arrow, you love Supergirl, <clears throat> you know, you love Black Lightning, you love The Flash, um, you love The Legends of Tomorrow. Um, for, for all of you DC fans, because, you know, I was actually converted to a DC fan because usually, you know, for me it was Batman, then the X-Men then Superman, and then I would kind of trickle down to, like, the DC products. But the thing that brought me over to DC was actually um, the Blackest Night, Brightest Day uh, series from um, the Green Lantern. I actually read that after losing my grandfather. Um, It was very weird. I know we all grieve in in our own ways, but um, this was an amazing just book. That gave me a lot for a little, you know, I had the, um, you know, omnibus, I had the books and I, you know, did my best to get through all of them. I had the, I don't think I had the brightest part. I had the darkest night part. 
Um, so, you know, a lot happens. Like, I believe I got the ending, but not the beginning, which was like really off. But hey, I was grieving. So, you know, that should explain it. Um, I was a little discombobulated at the time. Um, but that's one of the things. Then the No Man's Land from Batman um, was also one of the things that brought me in and, and really, uh, really just solidified my love for DC. Because in that movie, you get to deal with the Dark Knight um, Rises, like almost the same scenario of what we saw in the uh, uh, the call it Brothers movies the nolan brothers movies with bane the way he shut down the city we get the bridges shut down and all this and the matt reeves batman uh with robert pattinson um having the whole city and, and town shut down by an amazing riddler an amazing riddler so no man's land is for me where they got the source material from for both of those movies um, which caused epic problems and allowed, you know, Batman to shine through as a hero um, again. So DC um, and all DC fans, uh, please, please, please write in and tell whomever your favorite product is. Just tell them to stop, please. <laughs> tell them to stop. Where is it's like Gotham Knights, I think is what it's called. I'm a little out of touch right now just because of a busy year. But no, just no. We're not we're not doing this. We are not doing this, okay? <laughs> um the thing that the, the thing that has made these DC products so great, like the boys, is being able to tell our story through superheroes. Being able to tell our story through a soap opera like uh, uh, feel and being able to tell our story through, um, you know, characters, actors and actresses um, that seem to body the way we react to things and, and embody uh, <laughs> the way we think and do things. And it, there's, there's like those annoying characters in movies and TV shows um, that reflect and show us like how we look. Or how people in the real world look, right? So, all that to say, the, these movies like Morbius and um, and I won't I won't go so hard on on like Venom because I actually really like the first Venom. Like I'm a special effects guy, so that one movie won me over very well. But the voice tone that they chose to use with uh, Venom, like it, it felt like I was listening to Cookie Monster the whole time. So it just, it was more annoying than pleasing. I, I would have gone much like with a, with a low, a low voice, more of a, a, a venomous low voice than I'm the Cookie Monster. It's Venom coming to talk to you now. Like I, I couldn't take it. I couldn't handle it. And maybe it's because I have a four-year-old, so we watch Sesame Street. <laughs> so I couldn't take it, y'all. I couldn't handle it. But DC, Sony, stop, okay? If we could make fun of it, we're going to make fun of it. So make fun of it in the film. Like, make fun of it in the film. Like, that's where the boys is winning and killing it. They literally take the stuff 
that can be made fun of and trash it. Like they show the bullies in the in the show. I think we're just taking ourselves too serious in some of these films and then kind of just brushing it off as, oh, they'll like it. Yeah, they'll like it. They'll like it. Um, which is kind of the same thing with Eternals, where they got into trouble. I loved Eternals, but people wanted more from it. They wanted connections to the Marvel Universe, not just a couple sentences. Um, they wanted to see, uh, uh, you know, one of the people that they know show up on screen. Like, there was nobody. Like, I hate to say it that way, but there was nobody. Like, we talked about Thor. We talked about Thanos. Um, and then we hear the voice of Blade when, you know, the Dark Knight or the the, the Black Knight um, is about to unsheath his sword. Uh, we talk about those things, but I think people need to understand it's okay to connect these things or or show these things um, that connect the universe. Like, just a couple sentences and a couple words just, just isn't enough. Um, but back to the boys. The boys, the boys, the boys. Why is Homelander the way he is? <laughs> um, his points and ratings went up after his rant. Um, he's, you know, kind of got... He's got a lot of that attitude like, you know, he isn't who he is. Like, he uses his power and his strengths and abilities to bully, but really... Um, I can't remember not uh not Starlight, but you know what I'm talking about. The 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 one that just no, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I'm not uh here here to spoil anything for you. So if you haven't seen um this Friday's episode as of June tenth, you might want to turn off your ears and uh and not listen to me at all. <laughs> you might want to skip forward to where I talk about Michael B. Jordan, Lori Harvey, and uh, you know, uh, our our NCAA greatness and our great weekend of, of, of track and field. So I don't uh, I don't know. Grieving is grieving, and and I don't know. Is he a whiny brat? Is he just is his arrogance, you know, pricked? Like, what is it that? You know, maybe not. Maybe it is Stormfront. You know, maybe it is losing Stormfront and having her commit suicide. I think she chewed off her tongue. I think something like that. Um, maybe that's it. You know, maybe that's it. Like I mentioned grieving. Grieving is, um, it's not something that somebody can heal for you. <laughs> You know, if you're grieving the loss of the woman you thought was perfect, Stormfront, if you're grieving the loss of the woman you thought was like the one and like they just work. Right. If they just work, I mean, they 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 work They're They feed each other's, you know, egos and unrealistic, you know, mindset like they just feed that for each other because of like who she was. But he's not bouncing back from this very well and and the thing about it is i mean this man is literally a nuclear missile with a bad attitude so you know him being like that is really dangerous um soldier boy on the other hand soldier boy is basically in my eyes a 
a lot like the Winter Soldier um, in relation to the Winter Soldier killing Tony Stark's parents. Um, uh, M.M. is now like on a war path to kill uh, Soldier Boy. And um, <laughs> I mean, there's no really easy way to say it. It's like you if you look at like the racial component here, you have, you know, a, a young black male that's blaming this older black male super soldier for, you know, one of the worst parts of his life. Um, so it's it's kind of like that that mirror on, you know, privilege where this this once perfect soldier is the reason why you're having such a tough life. So, I mean, do we see that, you know, today <laughs> in life, you know, maybe in, in some places, um, but. You know, it is what it is. It's an amazing show. Um, so we've got like all these battles happening, right? With Temp V, now Huey and the Butcher are, you know, I don't want to say I'm happy for them, but they're doing the things that, <laughs> you know, all of us want to do to in the show to get even with the, the seven. Right. Like who doesn't want to smack down, you know, Homelander with the way he's acting. So. Uh, I don't know. We've got Starlight slash Homelight, um, that relationship. And now we've seen, you know, her boo was just killed. You know, her once flame. Um, I can't I'm drawing a blank on the gentleman's name, but. Um, that's, that's a fight. And then Kimiko and Frenchie, um, both trying to break free of, of the system of having a handler. Like, I think that's, you know, also kind of a, it's kind of a tough place to be in. Cause it's like, she was, you know, a part of her little group. He was with, you know, the, the Russian lady under that mob and they just can't seem to break free. Like they're always somebody's, um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're always somebody's property or always somebody's boy or somebody's girl, you know. So I don't know. I do feel for them. I do feel for them in that regard because they just, I don't know, they can't really break free. Like all they want to do, like he wants to make good food and she just wants to, you know, go to Disney World and have like a good life and live the life of, you know, what a girl would you know, should be doing or would be doing at this time, right? So, I don't know. I don't know. It It's crazy. It's crazy watching all the battles in this show. So, maybe I'll look at it that way. Um, maybe we should look at it that way. You've got the Homelander versus everybody battle. You've got... Um, you know, finding the soldier boy, the soldier boy battle, M.M. and soldier boy, because whatever whatever it was that soldier boy hit Kimiko with really uh, it really damaged things. It really it really hurt things because she's not healing right. Right. Like Frenchie's all, you know, drooling over himself and happy because he's got superpowers now. Um, and. It seems like A Train is losing his and gaining weight, <laughs> whatever. So he's he's losing his powers and gaining weight. Um, you know, so okay, Homelander battles, um, Soldier Boy battles, 
you know, Frenchie and Kimiko, you know, battles. Um, yeah, that, that, that's a pretty good layering. Because um, aside from aside from the Homelander uh, going, or aside from everybody trying to, you know, go after Homelander and kill Homelander, which is, you know, one of the reasons why he killed, you know, old boy on top of the roof, um, the one that just, you know, uh, I mean, he just got awarded to, you know, join the the top seven. Um, he's got to also deal with Stan Edgar, you know, and Stan Edgar is, I don't know, like you, you all tell me, I think Stan Edgar has uh, is a soup. I think he has powers like there's just no way you can. uh Oh, come on, y'all. Like, Stan Edgar has powers. There's just no way you can not. I don't know. How do you stand up to some, like, Homelander talking? Right? There is no way. There is no way this man doesn't have, like, a head explode or, um, you know, like Nadia. Like, Nadia can make anybody's head explode. And Homelander was even like, try it. Try it. I dare you to try it. Um, We'll see. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. I mean, they. Mm. I think he's a soup. I I think he's a soup. So I don't know. And Jensen Ackles, um, as Soldier Boy, he's already doing a great job. But like, I kind of want to know more. Like, I'm like, well, how, what does he have? Because he's not like Captain America. He's got you know fire blasting out of his chest. So, you know, that's what I'm saying. Like, I I need to know more. I need to know more. What does Stan Ad- Edgar have? Like, is he powerful for real or not? You know, is, is he powerful or not? And then as far as, um, you know, whatchamacallit, my boy, um, you know, soldier boy, like what? Uh, like, what are we doing now? We got fire blasting out of our chest. <laughs> He's got like that Iron Man, you know, blast that came out of his chest that I, th- I thought was dope. But either way, I really enjoyed um, this episode. They're taking me down the halls of DC the way it should be done. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm mean, just, just having a good time with the show. It's, it's just comic book. It's just comic book the way comic book should be, you know? And th- like this is DC. They're detective comics. Detectives don't come from a happy place, right? Detectives usually detect murders or, you know, some type of pathology or or things that have gone wrong. Detectives don't um, detectives aren't bright and sunny and fun. You you know what I mean? Like, so if if you're saying like somebody is a detective, like, you know, DC Comics, like that's that's just a whole world that I don't know. Why do we need detecting? Right. So it should be a little bit dark. I mean, you've got you know, Black Adam and, you know, all these, you know, other, uh, you got Black Adam and all these other, you know, products that are coming out. And I mean, Black Adam even says it. He's like, you know, I, I, I was a slave and blah, blah, blah for 10 years. My son resurrected me. I'm like, okay, <laughs> if, that's, if that's what you want to do. I mean, if you want to connect to slavery as a, a byproduct of building a story, you know, more power to you more power to you um but it i don't know they're just doing a great job i i need 
the Justice League directors and whomever is going to loop all these stories together in the future to just pay attention to what once was a DC product, I believe. And just look at how they're doing this. Like, they don't have to clash at all. Like, they don't have to intermingle in the same universe or any of that at all. But they're, they're doing a great job. Like, I don't know. I, I just want people to take note of it. For you pro- directors and producers or fans, you know, you know, please let them know. Like, this is the way to do it. <laughs> um, now... Let me um let me say this though. I probably should say this. Uh the reason why D or Disney Plus and Marvel are killing it now um is because they found a way to snuggle into your heart, give you the violence but no blood. Right? They're giving you the violence but no blood. So that is the impossible, right? I want the superheroes. I want the story. I want the drama. I want all of it, but I don't want the blood. That's basically a soap opera, right? That's a soap opera. So I don't know. I don't see DC as a whole being able to compete with Marvel, not as a whole, Because the sunshine of DC comes after a lot of murder and death. Like, if if you think about it, like, you can isolate Superman's world to the metropolis and make it fun and beautiful. But, like, uh, 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 John and Martha Kent, John John Kent dies. Um, The Flash, like, his parents, like... His mom was murdered by uh, Zoom. Uh, same thing with um, um, Batman and his parents being shot in that alley, and with Green Lantern with his dad, you know, blowing up in, in an explosion. So I don't know. So it's like you like uh, uh, Supersonic. Supersonic's whole body was mushed on that, uh, uh, you know, on top of that, uh, you know, building. So like a lot of uh, a lot of what goes on in the DC world is a slingshot from really dark and nasty times, and they're choosing to show that. I mean, uh, 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 Victoria <laughs> or Nadia, um, everybody's head got exploded at the end of the second season. Everybody, you want to explode. You want to explode. You want to explode. Everybody's head was exploding at the end of the second season. Like, you can't even, like, in no way would this be allowed in Marvel movies or Disney+. Plus. So I kind of like that they're sticking with this route. And I kind of like that maybe we're going to stick with HBO Max, which I think we all can agree. I know when I was a kid, HBO was, was a rated R thing. Like, it was rated R. So... I don't know. I'm having a really good time with this show. I'm really, you know, loving this show and enjoying it. Um, just fabulous actors, fabulous actresses. Um, people getting killed by dildos. You know, Kimiko just doing what she does. Uh, beautiful person, beautiful actress. I actually love to see her talk. <laughs> so I think that was really cool. There was a, a, a segment 
where in her mind she was imagining that she was singing at that um at that theme park and i was like wow that's a real voice maybe it's not i don't know but dope show dope show i'm gonna close on that and say i can't wait to see on friday and talk about michael b jordan and Lori harvey for a second so like from the male perspective I've heard nothing but, you know, the boys and, and, and one of my, you know, good, good friends explained. He was like, how do you all care so much about these celebrities and people you don't know at all? Like, why are you wasting so much time to trash anybody? Right. <laughs> so, like, how do you know this much about Lori Harvey? So one guy who was really petty made like a little, you know, uh, you know, little presentation about like actresses and actors in Hollywood. Right. And like, you know, 19 years, you know, been together, married 19, 20 years, been together and married 12 years, you know, here together and married like all these, you know, just wonderful black couples in Hollywood that have been married and together for 10, 20, you know, or so years that have like lasted through, you know, our pop culture. And then every like two or three slides, they would show Lori Harvey kind of like looking sloppy, dating somebody or getting with somebody, male or female, whatever. And like, I'm like, okay, okay. And it's like, I'm not mad at whoever made this. This is all just things that I pull in because, you know, somebody I respect and care about very much was talking about how it looked so controlling and bad from the Michael B. Jordan side. So on this note, I just don't know what to think. I would have to meet them and talk to them specifically to know what's going on. Because on one note, I understand Michael B. Jordan is like one of the most attractive black males out there. Um, I'm not chasing anybody, right? Like, like just, just being honest. He's a good enough looking guy where he doesn't have to chase a woman with gifts and trips and vacations and jewelry and all that. And like, if anything, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe the two of them need to take some time to assess what they really want. You know what I mean? When you're out there and you're dating and trying to get it right. Um, I think the, the number one thing people always skip over is um, a quality checklist, right? Before I go out, what am I and what am I looking for, right? What am I and what am I looking for? Because if what you are does not line up with what you're looking for, we've got a problem, right? Example, if I'm good with money, if I'm, you know, great with kids, if I'm, you know, uh, you know, love my family, love my friends, this, that and the other. But I love to drink. Right. <laughs> I can't go after somebody that's a recovering alcoholic that wants nothing to do with alcohol ever again. Right. If what I am doesn't line up with what I'm looking for. No. If you're a super Christian, conservative, Republican, Catholic, and you're going out looking for a, a, a Democratic Black Lives Matter 
uh, uh, pride waving flag, like that doesn't line up. So if anything, like I think most people need to take some time to get out of the news and get out of everybody's business and really just work on their own relationships. Had a friend also say that too. So with Michael B. Jordan and Lori Harvey, as attractive as they are as people, I think we need to get out of their business and in the words of Patrice, drink water and mind my business, right? <laughs> um, just cheer them on. Just cheer them on. Hey, good job. You guys are together. You guys are great. If they're not, they're not. We got to just let them move on. Everybody's making this or making their careers off of trash talking celebrities or building them up, right? So that, that's one thing, like with Wendy Williams, that's her brand. That's what she does. She's got the hot tea. And, you know, she's going to talk about it, you know, all the way through the ground. You know, did you hear? And that, from my perspective, I think people are better off single. Like, if you're a playboy, just be single in Hollywood and just be a playboy. But if you're marriage material, relationship material, you got to know who to stay away from. If Lori Harvey is not committing to you, if Lori Harvey is not showing you that with every hotel, with every gift, with every this, that she's not marriage material, that's on you. That's on us, right? As men, we can't be so nice and tenderhearted and loving that we just let a woman run all over us. That's our fault. We're the dummy. We're the idiot for absorbing somebody that's toxic out of the market. So we're freeing up, <laughs> right? When you when you date a toxic male, when you date a toxic man or a trash man or a trash woman, you are absorbing and taking them off the market while people that just like you, that are quality and good, can go out and get the good men and good women. Because the trash women and the trash men don't hang out in the quality spots. You 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 may think they do, but even if they are, you can you can through bullet points and through a couple questions, a couple of this, couple of that, you can start to figure them out. It really is psychology. And you have to do it on yourself before you can go out and expect it from other people. Like just just plain and simple. So if what you are isn't lined up with what you're trying to get, right? To me, that that's that's an indication that you need to you know go back to the drawing board. So like guys are coming to Michael B. Jordan's defense saying, "Well, you you know you he gave you this, he gave you that, he gave you this, he gave no no." Like it, I'm giving those things to my wife, right? That's too much. Like, why are you giving so much to a woman you're not married to? If y'all are just friends and friends with benefits and having a good time, that's great. That's amazing. Great. But if we're on this thing where I'm going to buy my way into your heart, no woman has ever been. No money has never won a woman's heart, but it does buy some security. So like for a gold digger, for a gold digger or a gold digging woman, I have nothing but respect because they are pimping the game exactly the way men have been doing it for millennia, right? They have found a way to move into financial security with seduction. 
right? The reason why I can never be mad for a woman being a gold digger or doing anything like that is because of the number one thing you have to do in life, which is survive, right? You've got to eat, you've got to hydrate, you got to sleep, you got to do whatever it is you need to do to get to the next day. And that's what they're doing. So are men pimps? Yes. Are men using pornography to amass wealth? Yes. Are men using pharmaceutical drugs, cocaine and illegal drugs, and things that are very hazardous to our health, like cigarettes and alcohol to amass wealth and income? Yes. So how is a woman wrong for being a gold digger? Like that to me, <laughs> that to me kind of makes it even. It's like, oh, well, yeah, I guess, you know, if, if a man isn't strong enough to see that this woman is just in it for the money and you're just kind of like somebody she takes pictures with, then, I mean, that's on you. But isn't that the job of your friends to tell you like, hey, man, you know, she's just with you to finance, you know, her Instagram weekends or finance those pictures like she's just with you if you know that and you're okay with that there's nothing more i can say once again if what you are does not line up with what you're trying to get we got to go back to the drawing board and look at it a little different so for michael b jordan and Lori harvey i wish them nothing but the best and nothing but good things i mean they called it quits after years and years of this and years and years of that um, it's like me personally, I think a lot of celebrities need to not date celebrities. Like they need to date somebody that's stable and just working like a regular job, right? Date somebody that's stable, right? Date a doctor or a lawyer, or, you know, somebody that's like stable in the community because you need that stability to check you, right? People that can fly off and make money and this and that, like, I don't know if I really trust that. Like, being in the same industry, being the same this, that, and the other, to me, that that kind of seems like it'd be a mess. Now, I know it seemed like it'd be easy, like, oh, yeah, you're in music, I'm in movies. Yeah, like we, we but what if y'all are on tour and parading around the, the world at the same time? You don't get to see each other. You can see other people, and that's when you cheat. <laughs> like, you have no bonding together. Like, all of your hormones and smells and colognes and perfumes and all that now you're in somebody else's arena like do we understand how easy cheating is like it's not a death sentence it's not something that never happens this is this happens to men and women so i don't know i don't think i don't always think that just being in the industry or or neighboring industries is always the best plan um, even if it's, even if it's somebody that's like a Paris Hilton, that's popular from being popular and, uh, you know, say like I'm making up stuff, but like Bradley Cooper, right? Those two people can date. Actually, you know what? I take that back. Um, like a Kardashian, like a Paris Hilton, um, that actually isn't a bad move, but there's not many of them. You know what I mean? You can't do that all the time unless you just like watch VH1 or MTV all the time and see who their friends are. You can kind of do that. But um, that that actually isn't a bad strategy. You know, they know of the world, but they're not in the world because whatever their industries are in, they're actually rooted in a lot of money. Um, so, yeah. I don't know. We just have to do a better job of building our own relationships 
It's like how like what what's my marriage like? Like what's my marriage like? What's my what's my life like? Am I taking care of my wife? Am I taking care of my world instead of trashing people that are living better than me or trashing people? Oh, I told you he shouldn't have been doing this. Well, I told you she was this. So, I mean, if it was a toxic relationship and Michael B. Jordan was doing stuff to her behind closed doors we didn't know about or he was like verbally abusive, we'll never know. You know, that's on them to continue a relationship that does not work. That's on both of them. They're adults. One is the driver. The the other is the passenger. So, all right, that's enough. Celebrity drama. Um, I got to get to. Oh, my God. The NCAA National Championships. I'm going to start with Abby Steiner because. Um, this young lady in her four by four ran a 48 nine split in her 200 ran one of the world's fastest times in the world period Four women running a 21 eight um, set a new record. Um, I believe not just for the school, but also uh, collegiately and um, also got uh, third in the hundred, which was a heated field. Boy, it was heated. Um. I'm really happy to see her success, right? And here you have, this is a young white female that is pretty dominant in a sprint world that's usually dominated by chocolate. And the thing is with Abby Steiner and uh, Trey Cunningham, um, I really wish people would get off of the Matt Bowling train and come over to the winning side, right? Abby Steiner is winning. Trey Cunningham is winning, I really wish they would pay attention to somebody else. I I feel like they got a little stuck. And like here, like this is the thing. I get it. You finally have a white male, right, that has jumped up and, 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 and shown that he is a sprint professional in high school. But they 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 talked about him so much as if he was gonna be, you know, this flash of lightning that was gonna beat everybody in college. And that's what Abby Steiner is doing. That's what Trey Cunningham is doing. They're doing the work. So I feel like they need to, they're a little bit tunnel visioned on Matt Bowling. And while he's getting fourth and fifth in his races, Abby Steiner is winning. Any athlete in the world, sprint wise, would trade places with her today. To give you a 48-9 split in the 4x4, a 21-8 in the 200, and then place third in the 100, one of the fastest 100s ever to be ran in history? Yes, please. I'll gladly take that. If my daughter wants to be a sprinter, go be Abby Steiner. Please. Like, please do it. And, and like, here's the thing. Um, The U of Kentucky has housed... Some of the greatest sprint dominance we've ever seen. Um, Jasmine Kawacho Quinn, she is our world's fastest hurdler, ran the 200. Sydney McLaughlin, our world record holder in the 400 hurdles. She ran the 400, the 400 hurdles, and the 4x4 for them. Um, and then now Abby Steiner. Like, they are killing it, y'all. <laughs> the, the ladies from uh, the University of Kentucky are killing it. So whatever's going on in, in Lexington, Kentucky, whatever's going on in the water, please keep it up. Please keep up the good work. Um, now on to uh, 
Jasmine Camacho Quinn this weekend ran a 12.34. Um, she had a, a young lady from Jamaica creeping up on her real good. Ooh. Um, real good. And uh, <laughs> I am just so amazed at her journey. As I mentioned, she went to University of Kentucky as well, ran there all four years, I believe. And I just watched her grow and compete each year as a runner and as an athlete. And she has just that strong presence. Like, she's so determined, and I always loved seeing it, um, even though I didn't know who I was really watching at the time. Because, you know, Kenny Harrison is our world record holder, 1220. She's a silver medalist from the Olympics, and she ran her uh, 1220 um right after the Olympics. <laughs> like, so, you know, we were supposed to have our 2020 Olympics, um, ended up getting delayed because of COVID. Um, but in 2016, she didn't make the Olympic team, uh, Kenny Harrison. And then boom, here we go with this 1220. So I, um, I don't know if anybody was going to hit that 1220, I would think it would be Jasmine Camacho Quinn. That's my thought. But the competition that's jumping up now is able to do it, but you can't hit that last hurdle. <laughs> I did that this weekend. I'm a master's uh, runner. So I did that this weekend. This weekend, I understand the hurdle race. You have 10 barriers that are responsible for slowing you down if you hit them a specific way. If you hit them with your lead foot, it's going to slow you down. If you hit them with your lead calf, it's going to slow you down. If you hit them with your lead uh, uh, hamstring, definitely going to slow you down. That means you're not clearing it with your body the right way. Clipping it with your trail leg a little bit, not so bad. So, um, <laughs> Jasmine Camacho Quinn, great job this weekend as I transition over to Shakari Richardson. Um, so, Shakari Richardson has been a media superstorm of her own for, for quite a while. And uh, the, the funny thing is I could have sworn she went to USC. And I'm, I'm sorry if I locked on to that too hard. I think she ran one of her best times at a USC meet. But um, Shakari Richardson, LSU dominance, great athlete, great runner. Um, she's back. And... The thing about it was I defended Shakari so hard, you know, with the drama, the eyelashes, the hair, the the outfits, all of that, which now we got, you know, more. <laughs> we have more runners that are, you know, following suit, you know, that that like, you know, the fancy look. And I don't have nothing against the ladies. They're beautiful women. Um, and, and the York in the meet. In New York, um, that they ran, there was it was uh, another young lady. I can't remember her name, but she had the eyelashes and the look too, which she was gorgeous. Um, instead of being one that's going to attack these ladies and tell them what they're doing wrong, I had to stop and look at the fan reception. Right, there's people that are being drawn now to the track and field world that never would have known about it. Her um, um, decision to get high after losing her mother and her mother's death um, targeted her and triggered her into political and consumer arguments that we've had, you know, daily, weekly. Uh, but th th the fact of the matter is, 
I just I see her more for who she is nowadays. And I encourage her to continue to grow. I encourage her to continue to find peace, as she mentioned, peace. And I encourage her to, yeah, run those fast times because once she runs a 10-5, nobody's going to be able to say a word, a word, right? So she ran a great um, 200, you know, great time. But, yeah, she's she's got some things going on. And I think... Uh, I think we need to kind of back up off her and leave her alone. Um, because if, if you think she's a hot mess, if you think she's trash, she's ghetto, she's all this, all that, like, how would you help her? That's my question. Because we've had some amazing athletes. As, as, one of my, as my buddy put it, we've had so many hood girls as sprinters. We've had so many troubled or problematic people. So the woe is me and drawing all the attention, it can get annoying. You know, it can get annoying, especially when people are like cheering for you and, and want to see you do the best in comparison to, like, like I said, my buddy that coaches, he coaches para athletes. Right. So when you see people come to the track and consistently get it done without the noise, without all the media like Fred Curley. It makes it hard to support Shakari because you have people that are meditated, that are calm, that are quiet, that do it their way. But that doesn't necessarily make it the only way. And she said that, you know, she's got peace. And, and you know, if you want to be sexy, be sexy. Usain Bolt paraded around way too much for me. Way too much. Um, Noah Lyles is kind of like that, but that's his energy, right? How many times have football players been fined? For celebrations in the end zone. I remember Terrell Owens went and grabbed a cell phone. <laughs> like, how many times have we watched fights on the ice in hockey on the way to the Stanley Cup? So if you're going to allow Stanley Cup fights, actual brawls, right? Please don't come over to track and field and tell me how this girl's supposed to dress or how this girl's supposed to act. Because somebody likes it. Um, a lot of people thought that, you know, Charles Barkley was a straight thug and hooligan. Now he's commentating and he has a following. A lot of people thought that Mike Tyson was straight trash and a straight, you know, street bum gutter until you find out, like, what his background is. So a lot of times you have to inspect what you expect. And, I mean, this weekend, uh, Aaliyah Hobbs beat her in the 100. Well, let's go back and, and look at the, the record here. When has LSU not shown that they are ready to roll and do something? LSU has always been a sprint dominance. Micaiah Briscoe, Aaliyah Hobbs, Sha'Carri Richardson, Squirrel Burrell, <laughs> uh, you know, Lolo Jones, you know, she, she's back in the mix too. So, like, she didn't just get beat by somebody this weekend that was a scrub. Like, she got beat by a girl that's consistently been working. And as we get to, you know, like, you know, we're in Pride Month and we've got Juneteenth coming up. Look at the people and their differences and honestly tell me how you would sit down and work with and talk with that person and not run them away. Right. If I don't like the way an act, uh, 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 actor, if I don't like the way. An athlete is performing. If I don't like the way an athlete is dressing, if I don't like the way an athlete carries themselves, 
that's on me. I mean, she's got to put together a game plan and and run and do all this stuff that that is legit. And a lot of people don't like it. <laughs> a lot of people don't like it. She's too hood. She's too ghetto. She's too flashy. All them eyelashes, all that hair, all the nails, the fishnets. Flojo did a lot of this, you all. The one sleeve outfit, the nails, the hair. It was just Flojo um, was Flojo turned it down one notch. I can honestly say that. Flojo turned it down one notch. But you cannot tell me that Flojo and Shakari are not in the same family of look at me. <laughs> you cannot tell me that. But Flojo got it done. No one beat her. No one. And I mean, she took that to the grave. So, you know, I'm I'm happy and excited to see what she can do in the future. But I understand, like, she's just going to piss people off. And there's going to be coaches and athletes that don't like her for valid reasons. Valid reasons, right? Valid reasons. But, I mean, I'm still cheering her on. I want to see her do great things. I don't wish ill on anybody. I don't wish anybody just to beat her to put her in her place. She's already in her place. <laughs> her place is exactly what she is right now. That's her place. So when she hugs people at the end of the race and, and gives them love, now I receive it and understand it so much more because I was on the bandwagon where I would support anything that she does. Now I just have to realize, ah, Shikari, that's, that's not a good look for you. People are really not going to like that. I still want to see you do the best, but please understand, like, a lot of people aren't going to like this. A lot of people are going to, you know, get with you on this. So, all right, you all, I'm going to close it up. Um, I really want to see the Celtics, you know, bounce back. It's two to two now. Um, I really want to see them pull it off. They, they're they going up against a more experienced team. I mean, you're, you're going up against a team that's being coached by, you know, one of the greatest, um, you know, one of the greatest teams to ever win championships ever. Steve Kerr saved Michael Jordan so many times. And Steve Kerr was Steph Curry before Steph Curry was Steph Curry. And that's just what's so crazy is if you put together Chris Mullen and Tim Hardaway from the Golden uh, the, the, the Golden State Warriors, that is Steph Curry. And they played in that same time frame, that same era of Steve Kerr. So it's like Steve Kerr has already been Steph Curry before Steph Curry. So the experience is there. And... Um, the Boston's coach is doing an amazing job of getting this team that's been together for, I believe, the last five years to compete with this NBA championship caliber team, right? They, they, they lost KD. They're still in the finals, right? They're still doing what they need to do. So, all right, you all. I love you all. Hope you love me back. Love, like, and share these messages. I'll see you soon.